Hello, everyone. Um, this episode is going to be a bit different from previous episodes. Uh, normally, for the Bible studies, we are in sessions in the Basically Homeless Discord. Um, but uh, the session that we recorded on this past Thursday, uh, the file got corrupted. Um, and I don't want there to just be a gap. I want you to be able to go back and, and still be able to listen to it. So today, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to read the verses that we would have that we went through on Thursday, um, and then I'm going to point out some key things. It's not going to be quite as in depth as uh, before um, or in normal episodes. This is kind of a more brief summary in a sense. Um, and then I'm going to pray for us at the end. <clears throat> All right, starting from verse 31. We're in John 19, 31 through 2010. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it bore witness, his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth that you may also believe. For these things took place at that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission, so that he, so he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came, bringing a mixture of mirth and uh, aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in the linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Verse 41. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden, a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. So, because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. We're now on chapter 20. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away uh, from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple. They were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in it, to look in, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. The other disciple, who had reached 
the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. All right. This is a, a, a great passage. Uh, last time we saw the, um, the death of Christ when he gave up his spirit. This is uh, this this little grouping of passages works really well together because you see the confirmation of Christ's death and then you see Christ is buried and then you see the resurrection is what the first uh, little passage in 20 is entitled. It's the gospel pretty much all in one of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So important things to take uh, out of verses 31 through 37. One is that the Jews care far more about ceremonial law than they do moral law. Uh, they care far more about Exodus uh, twelve sixteen, that essentially they should not leave dead bodies out on the Sabbath, a uh, ceremonial thing when it comes to the Sabbath. But just before, uh, they unjustly killed Christ. They murdered Christ on the cross. Um, this shows uh, the dynamic of uh, really only wanting to follow the laws that save face, in a sense. Of uh, we don't we want to kill Christ. We just don't want his remnants to infringe on our Sabbath. We want to sin uh, in this particular way, but we don't want it to go into uh, the parts of our lives that are quote unquote holy. Um, there's a blatant hypocrisy in how the Jews and the Jewish leaders are acting when it comes to the death of Christ. Uh, moving along to uh, further in the passage, um, one key thing, or a couple of verses that may confuse some, uh, verses 34 through 35, let me reread them. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it was... He who saw it has borne witness, his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you may also believe. So, who is he who has saw it? So, there, there's a couple options um, that this could be referring to. This could be referring to John, who was at the cross and uh, could have uh, seen uh, the uh, Christ being dead. Uh, but that is if John had come back in time after taking uh, Jesus's mother, Mary, to his home, he could have come back. Um, the other possibility is laid out in 1 John 5, 6, which says, This is he who came by by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is, tr is the truth. The Spirit is the one... The Holy Spirit is the one who writes the Bible. He writes the Bible through people. He is the one who is bearing witness about this because he is writing through these New Testament authors, in this case, John. Uh, so the Spirit is the one who is bearing truth, and the Spirit is truth. Um, important notes in the last few chapters is that, or in the last few verses, not chapters, sorry, uh, is that Christ is continuing to fulfill scripture even after his death. Uh, he is fulfilling Exodus 12.46 and Numbers 9.12 when they do not break his bones. Not one of his bones will be broken. And uh, he 
is also fulfilling uh, Zechariah 12.10 when it says, They will look on him whom they have pierced. Even after death, Christ is continuing to fulfill scripture and how these people are treating his body. Um, a couple of um, important notes now moving on to uh, 30 through 42, Jesus is buried, is um, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus are at this point both secret followers of Christ. We saw Nicodemus earlier in John uh, when he was a Pharisee, and Christ told him that he has to be born of the water and the spirit, and Nicodemus said, how can I be come out of the womb, out of my mother's womb a second time? Nicodemus apparently also brought uh, mirth and aloe at night um, to help Christ in his suffering, but Christ denied it, both before the cross and when he was dying. He only drank of, of sour wine, only to quench his throat, as we saw earlier in um, in John. Uh, that was in John 28 through 30. Um, so they had to put away uh, Christ's body, so Pilate and Nicodemus, or not Pilate, uh, Joseph of Arimathea and uh, Nicodemus took away his body. They found a resting spot. They wrapped him in all the traditional spices and things like that to keep it from smelling and to preserve his body uh, in the tomb. Um, and they put Jesus there. Uh, moving on to 20, the very beginning, uh, to or 20, verse 1 to verse 10. Uh, Mary Magdalene was the one who went to the tomb early. It was still dark. Um, Simon, Peter, and John. Uh, Simon, Peter. There's no comment there. So just Peter and John uh, went and found uh, and went to Christ's tomb after hearing the news. Uh, I find it funny that um, verse 4 here, but both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. I kind of find it funny that John made sure to include that he won this little race to Christ's tomb. Um, the the real important things come um, w towards the end, where they see that Christ's face cloth had been folded. Uh, if they initially thought it was a robber, this would take away every single assumption of that because no robber will fold the face cloth of the grave that they're taking from they have no care no respect for the dead that's why they're robbing them um so one this is the first instance of pointing to christ's resurrection um they might not yet have understood it um uh, as it says in verse 9, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, um, and it cites that Christ must rise from the dead, see Psalm 16.10. Um, uh, whether they understood it in the moment or not, they knew that it wasn't a grave robber because of that very clear evidence, and now Christ is uh, risen, and uh, that has to happen. This event had to happen according to scripture. Next week, uh, we're going to see the risen Christ interacting with um, the disciples and others. Um, but yeah, this is uh, kind of all of the gospel um, in this little chunk here of Christ's death confirmed, Christ is buried, and Christ is now risen. 
what what a great couple of passages um i'm going to go ahead and pray for us and then we'll be done this one has been a lot shorter i hope uh, i've been as clear and concise as possible in order to uh, fill in for corrupted files all right let's pray together lord um, i thank you for this time of me being able to go back and still read through your word more and be able to uh, explain it and be able to help people learn the word lord um just i thank you so much for for christ and his sacrifice that he has given to us lord um that we now have christ's perfect record instead of our tainted disgusting and ugly record that we had before Lord, that Christ's blood washes us clean. The sacrifice is the only reason we can pray to you now, Lord. Christ is a mediator between uh, heaven and earth, and we are able to pray to you in glorious direct communication, Lord, that you may help us in everyday life, God, and that you are a lifeline to us, Lord, and how prayer is so important. And by Christ's death and resurrection, he has given us so much power within prayer. The veil is torn. We no longer have to be in the tabernacle in order to have communication with you, Lord. We're in the Holy of Holies, Lord. You allow us to pray to you through Christ's sacrifice, God. I just thank you for your word that we actually have copies of it and i can go back and reread this and reteach it lord that it won't just disappear uh, and that we have this assurance in reading your word in order to remind us of the things that you have done and the truths that you have said lord i just pray for all of us listening including myself that we just go throughout the week reading the bible and reading your word and praying to you and praising you every single day lord that every act that we do will be highlighted by prayer and praise of you lord um, i just pray for all these things in your wonderful and holy name amen